We are back. Welcome back to part two of our Ready to Love episode. Um, hope you guys enjoy episode 72. This is episode 73. So in part two, we still have a few more questions that we had kind of conjured up. And where we left off, we were actually just talking about Corey's situation. Corey was more so somebody who went on multiple dates, who were asking people out on multiple dates in one function. But now we're going to transition on to another guy that was on the show. His name was Tyrone. Um, Tyrone was a little bit more of an awkward soul, if you will. <laughs> in the way that he communicates. Awkward soul. Yeah, in a way that he communicates with women in the whole nine, he was a little bit more standoffish and a little bit more to himself. And I don't have any problem with any of that. He was the so, one that called Carrie aggressive, remember from episode 72. Still a nice guy overall, though. Let's be clear. Not a bad guy. Um, something that happened with him, which going to the point that you just brought up around Carrie, he was seeing Carrie and a few other people. And one of the things that he did that really ignited kind of a firestorm on Black Twitter was basically telling someone over the phone. Not only did he call her aggressive, but he also told her over the phone that they didn't have a connection. Now, the aggressive thing in itself, okay, yes, we already addressed that in part one. But the secondary part of it was the fact that he actually did it over the phone versus doing it in person. Now, obviously, both of us have we're we're seasoned daters. <laughs> We've at least been in the game for fifteen plus years. Oh yes. So, I know both of us experienced some of this, either one way or the other. Now, I'm going to throw this question out there to you, and this is for the general the general audience as well. Is it wrong to tell someone over the phone that you have no connection? I would say, no, it's not. But, but, but it really depends on how long this thing with you and this person has been going on. That is a huge but you, factor. But you two aren't in a relationship. I'm sorry? But they weren't in a relationship. They so weren't in a relationship. That's what I'm saying. The, the thing context. that's going on, whatever thing that's going on. Let's, con- let's start with the context of what they were seeing. They were seeing each other for three weeks. For three weeks, is I don't think it was inappropriate for him to tell her over the phone that there's no connection because we do not know how many times in those three weeks they've actually seen each other. They could have seen each other twice. Does that mean you owe them a third time in person out of your busy schedule to just to tell them, hey, this is not going to work out? Like, I don't think that he owed her that. I think that it was perfectly fine. Some people Black Twitter disagreed with you on that. Listen, but okay, I don't personally want someone that I've known for three weeks to take me out to eat and tell me that they don't want to see me anymore. <laughs> what? This, what? What if I mean, it, okay, I get what it, if you're paying real great. I get a free dinner, but like, I, you wasted, I really didn't have to get all dressed up thinking, oh, I'm about to see my boot thing or this guy I'm interested in and, you know, get ready and go out to the place and sit down and order. And then you lay it on me like, yeah, I'm not really feeling you. No, what about a, what save if, me some time. What about just meeting in a neutral location, like a park? No, oh. you're wasting my time. I could have been doing other things. <laughs> like, why do I have to even take time out of my day to leave whatever my house or whatever I had planned for the day to see you in person for you to tell me, yeah, this is not going to work. I'm good on that. You know, now, okay. if this is a situation where we've been talking long term and I'm thinking this is actually going to go into a relationship. So what what maybe what, what's, it would the be nice to, what's the threshold then? you have to be boyfriend and girlfriend and you have to be seeing each other for what length of time for. Oh, if, if we're in a relationship and you're breaking up with me. Oh, it better be in person. OK, so it better be in person. Stop. doesn't matter how many months, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I just feel like you another, owe me that. You wait, just wait, if you're just seeing one another, you haven't committed to one another in terms of relationship what if it's been three months Mm -mm. no i don't need to see you in person for you to tell me you don't want me anymore like interesting i i just but that's me though let me give you you the black twitter commentary oh yeah i would love to hear it by and large and i'm gonna do women to men on this women were like he's a coward what coward wow that's 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 aggressive that's aggressive to call him that I did not say that's that, pretty, ladies. That's pretty that's aggressive. No, I, ladies, I did not even say label that. him as that for something that small. That's dumb. I did not say that. That is a very obvious. I said thing it. You're being aggressive not. by calling him a coward. I'm not saying any of that in public. Um, 
Okay. So they call him a coward. And the part of the reason why they called him a coward is because any man that isn't willing to own up to the reasons why and provide the rationale in person is less a man. That was their, that was their words, not mine. Okay. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So then on the flip side, I heard from guys on that, mm-hmm. on like Twitter. And it was interesting to see guys just basically say, well, I wouldn't have did it that way, but I understand. So it wasn't a confirmation of any kind. It wasn't dissing him, okay. but it's very much like I also wouldn't have did that. So I'm of the mindset that technically a lot of people feels like he did the wrong thing. And frankly, living in New York, and I know this is D.C. where that was taking place, but living in New York, that shit happens all the time. And in fact, right, right. it's normal. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe it's in New York. Maybe it's a New York pace. It's just like we got so much going on in our lives where it's like, all right, this is not going to work out. Great. It doesn't have to be some big fiasco in my schedule. Like one dude did say, though, on Black Twitter, he was like, well, the only thing that would have been worse than this, because he was with the women on his his opinion. The only thing that would have been worse is that he just texted her. And I'm like. I mean, is it? Have y'all been seeing each other for three weeks? Right. I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. Did, 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 um, in that conversation, I don't remember, did, uh, Carrie call him and that's when he told her or did he call her to tell her? Yeah, he called her. Okay. He called her cold. Remember he was cold. He reached out to me and was cold and it was because she had like hit him up late at night and hit him up early in the morning again. And then I think he called her and was just like, yo, you're doing too much. Listen, I don't agree with Tyrone calling her aggressive at all, but oh, I don't disagree. I, thought, I knew the butt was coming. But I don't disagree with how he told her that he, he's not going to focus on her and he has other connections. Like I personally like, okay, so even recently I told a guy through text that I wasn't interested in him. How many weeks? I only saw him three times. So we can't even go by weeks because it was very I want to go by weeks. I want to go by weeks. Um, it was a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple months, but we only saw each other like maybe three Javier, times. In, like, you are the villain that I don't think Black Twitter know they need it. You are the villain. You are the villain Black Twitter didn't know they need it. But can I can I add this in the in, in the story? He is the one. Stop laughing. Because <laughs> like, like, you're trying to paint me out to be like this cold. Now I'm now I'm looking at like cold Tyrone. No, listen. I don't I don't have to paint you as anything. You made it very cold. Okay, but let me let me tell you out. how it happened. He texted me and specifically asked me if I was feeling him or not. He used texting mode to have this conversation. I then responded through a text. So was it wrong of me to then respond? Yeah, I'm not feeling a romantic vibe through a text. Or should I have then called him? Or should I have then said, hey, let's meet up somewhere so I could tell you in real life I'm not feeling you romantically. According to Black Twitter, if it's going to be negative, you def should have reached out and called him. That I didn't make the rules. Once he fact, asked me I that agree. text? No, and, and I agree with you. You agree with me? I agree. Oh, okay. We're I, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm about efficiencies. Exactly, efficiencies. In my mind, I felt like, oh, good. This is my opportunity to say but, what, I, what I've been thinking about, you know? But, yeah, I also recognize why other people feel the way they feel, which is why you saying this makes me go, man, you would have got dragged on this show too. They oh, yeah, I would have gotten dragged. But like, my thing is, what do you owe somebody after three weeks? Like, you really owe them more of your time? I know that sounds very, that sounds very callous. It's three weeks. That's not even a whole month. It's not even a whole season. Like, do you owe them more time just to say, hey. I just want y'all to know, I didn't feed Avia any of this. This is all Avi. You never feed me anything. Listen, I don't care if people disagree with me. Do not ask me to come out with you to break up with me. Don't, unless we're already in a relationship. Like, don't ask me to come out just to tell me you're not feeling me. What? Let's let's. Okay, so what I will say is this: 
at least provide a reason. At least Tyrone provided a reason. It wasn't just like some some BS type of thing. He okay. in his heart felt his awkward soul. Is that what you call him? Yep. He felt like Shiloh was his wife. And so he should focus on only Shiloh. That was his mindset. He was then telling Carrie, hey, I don't want to waste your time. I already know where my heart is going. At least he did that. There's people out here mad at Tyrone that do the Homer in the Bushes move. So don't sit here and be like, oh, you need to ask me to come out to break it off with me. What? Who actually does that every single time? Does someone actually do that every single time? They're not feeling someone the same way that 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 person's feeling them. They invite them out to a coffee shop and tell them, is that happening in real life? I really don't think so. I don't think so. All right, let's move on. Cause you've already made sure that you were the villain in this scenario and it's great. I'm fine being the villain sometimes, you know, this is all for me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You were the villain last episode. I know there's gonna be a lot of girls talking about what you said about that Shiloh Phil situation, go ahead. Okay, Avi Thanos. So, um, <laughs> she just snaps and takes all the guys off the earth. All right. Um, di- so, my next question is more to deal with the scenario that happened with two of the cast members, almost three, and they're all women. Um, this season specifically was a season where women in my opinion were dealing with guys who were a little bit more forthcoming with not only their feelings but just being blunt about why it wasn't for them and so (laughs) we got to see zadia we got to see sabrina we got to see uh (sighs) i hate throwing her back in there shiloh react in ways when they were getting and i'm not even using the term i'd hate using this term but essentially getting rejected in a way where i was like "Ooh, this is feeling it's feeling a little off and with that being said one of the kind of conclusions that i started to grasp from this was certain women when they're getting rejected may or may not use certain tactics to absolve themselves of feeling bad. And so, Avia, my question to you is when dealing with rejection, do you think certain women become manipulators to absolve themselves of their feelings? I do think that that's, that can be a common occurrence for a lot of women who do what you say that they do, which is see themselves as the main character in every situation that they're in, right? And if you're a main character of every situation that you're in, that means you're gonna come out on top at the end of the storyline always. There is no way you are going to lose. You're not used to losing. You're not used to getting the short end of the stick and you're not used to feeling like someone else is winning against you. And so I think in in this situation with, I don't see Sabrina in this context the way that you do. And maybe you can explain more to me why you do. But in the Zadia and Shiloh case, Shiloh being the situation we outlined in the last episode and how she dealt with her rejection. And I'm sorry, Shiloh being that person. And in Zadia, you know, there was a situation with her and Dante where he did the thing that everyone said Tyrone should have done. And he took her out to this nice rooftop and basically told her, I am feeling someone else. He did the very thing everyone's saying, this is how it should be done. And look what happened to him. That is a very good Look at what happened to him. A phone call would have said all the madness that Zadia brought him in that public moment as he's eating his risotto. And the moment that I'm talking about is Dante tells uh zadia that he's feeling another girl aisha when zadia has seen dante as her number one this whole time she even got on defense mode and told him i was going to choose you she felt blindsided you know she felt like if he was going to reject her he could have told her some other time before i guess she didn't want to be publicly rejected i'm not quite sure what that all meant but in the heat of the moment She's telling him off and she walks away. 
And you know what? At some point, she decides before she exits this really nice restaurant, she decides to go back. And when she goes back, she gives Dante another piece of his of her mind and puts her finger in his forehead and punches his forehead with her finger or her, or his nose. I forgot if it was the finger or the nose or the forehead. She flicked his nose. She flicked really his nose and was in his face. Yeah. And, we, you know, we talk about people saying, don't touch me. And yep. she, she did all the touching at that point. She went on to call Aisha, the girl he was interested in, dumb and dancing, you know, just, you know, going off on him. And then she walks away. So I think that in that situation, feelings were hurt on her end. And she decided to take it in a physical, aggressive manner. Um, And maybe Zadia is not used to being the rejectee. Maybe she's used to being the rejecter. Maybe Shiloh's not used to being the rejectee. She's used to being the rejecter. She didn't mind rejecting Tyrone when he expressed his love for her and seeing him, seeing her as his wife. But as soon as the person that she was interested in rejects her, she feels the need to run amok on the situation. So yes, I do feel like for some women, not all, and I don't think the majority either, but hey, you could tell me if I'm wrong. I do, do think that for some women who have a certain level of entitlement about- Maybe main character energy? main character energy entitlement about where they should be placed in the their love interest life before even becoming boyfriend and girlfriend i do feel like yes there is a sense of wanting to manipulate the situation as a way of trying to regain control and i think that in the zadia situ- uh, the shiloh situation she felt like she didn't have any control when phil physically picked her up and put her somewhere else So she tried to regain that control by the way she told the story, by the way that she painted him and paused and left out information and omitted and finally wrapped the whole story up with a bow. Um, In the Zadia situation, how does she absolve herself? I feel like she tried to make it seem as if she was the victim, as if he blindsided her, as if, you know... I guess they were on a certain page and all of a sudden he's coming back and telling her, I'm not on that page anymore. So now it's like, I am the person who should be the victim here. He is the perpetrator, even though she then goes on to perpetrate the situation in a physical manner. So So the the, the short answer is yes. (laughs) I want to say this. Uh, I watched what Mumin did um, with Walter. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it took me back. It was Ooh. a little, so Walter was really interested into this woman named Sabrina. And we got to see that when they all went out to like retreat together. And instead of just going, okay, I'm good with this and being an adult about it. Mm-hmm. She took it upon herself to tear down the other woman in a way and tear down the connection that they were making for no reason. There's no reason to do that, actually. Mm-hmm. She embraced it later on, but in real time, it hurt her. So what tactics can you use to make the guy feel as if, one, he's not showing you enough attention. Two, he's not embracing what's really in front of him and giving you the rightful first person slash main character energy that you deserve. Because how could you be giving this energy or to other people, if at all, when mm-hmm. I'm... I'm the main character. Mm-hmm. And I got to see multiple of them, multiple women tear down other women. Mm, right. To make a point around why they are better or more suited. And I'm like, that doesn't need to happen. And you also don't need to try to tell the guy, not only is he making the wrong decision, but clearly his decision-making skills are off. I'm like, that's more manipulation because you can't convince him that you are the right thing for him if he's already told you you're not. It is what it is. Let it go. That happens in real life all the time. I'm sure. And I don't think it's just something that I see on the show. I'm like, man, my own real life, whenever I've told a woman, here are the reasons why we won't work. You know what they come back with? Oh, we can get through that. What? And what, do you, what is it that you're really looking for? Is there someone else? It has to be someone else, right? And I'm like, 
no, then clearly something's off with you. Now you're trying to you're trying to flip this and make this about me when I'm telling you us together is the thing. We don't align together. That's it. That's as much as I wanted to add to that. Now, on to your questions. On to your questions. What do you got? All right. So I have a couple of uh, thought-provoking questions, like what we've been asking here. And then I'm going to ask you some more specific questions. So for anyone who's actually watched this entire season, you're going to know exactly what's what I'm being, what I'm asking. Um, and so you can follow along with that. On the show, there was Walter and Sabrina. And Walter and Sabrina, they were an older um, couple. We're, we're saying couple because they had a connection from the very start, both in their 40s. Um, and though Walter had other connections like Mumin, who you named later on in the season, everyone thought that Sabrina was his number one pick. He He's the person that she was going to end up with, vice versa. And that the how they felt about each other was on the same level to the point where it's like, well, it doesn't matter who else he's entertaining. He's probably going to end up with Sabrina at this point. There was basically, um, you know, at the end, when Walter chose Sabrina, Sabrina decided to not choose Walter. And she said, you know, I thought we had a beautiful connection. I really, really liked you, but you know, even though you're saying I've been your number one, I've always felt like number two. Um, and when you look at you look at interviews of Walter and you look at the the reunion, Walter felt like he was giving his all into the Sabrina situation, but Sabrina was coming back and saying, "You weren't calling me, you weren't texting me, you weren't doing all the things that I know a man does when they express their interests, like just generic things." You weren't doing these things, but Walter felt like he was doing everything to show that Sabrina was his number one. He thought it was that obvious. So he was taken aback when Sabrina didn't choose him. So the question is, is it possible for a man to put his all into dating a woman and she doesn't feel the same? What do you think? Absolutely. And a part of even in their scenario, and it's very easy, especially hearing him do outside interviews about it. Um, he made it very clear. She has a family outside of him, right? Like she legit. And when I say family, I don't just mean her child. She has a child, but she also takes care of one of her parents. And he's like, I know you're busy. I know you have that work and you have a life outside of anything that we're participating in. And the one thing I don't want to do is be the reason why you have to feel the need to function around me and that. Like, I want to be able to help support that, but I don't want to be an added burden to that. That was his philosophy on it. The problem was that was never communicated to her. That's truly what it is. If he communicated that to her, she would know where his energy was coming from. But when you're Sabrina and you have, you know, first person slash I'm the main character energy. She has that. Well, go ahead. Oh, she does. There's no, there's no doubt about that. She very much has. Um, she's like, I'm, a, I'm this, I'm that. I've done these things in life and blah, 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 blah. Um, because she has that mentality, it was never going to feel the way she wants it to feel. Because I'll guarantee you the majority of guys that she runs into are men who, by and large, find her to be over the moon, beautiful, and they want all this attention from her. And the way that he's never going to probably ask for that level of attention from her because he probably gets as much attention as she does. So why the fuck would he need to go out of his way to prove something when he's like, we already have the friendship and foundation established. The only thing that I need to do is make sure that I'm not getting in the way. And so there is going to be a separation between the way she views it versus the way he views it. Especially when you're dealing with somebody with, you know, main character energy. Oh, wow. You don't um, feel like Walter has main character energy? No. No. Especially hearing him talk about this stuff in hindsight, no. But I do also believe his feelings were genuinely hurt. Genuine hurt. Interesting. And I was like, damn. If I'm you, though, I would understand 
I would, I would, I would have tried to communicate more upfront as to my communication style and what I'm going to be doing based on your situation. I think the only thing that about their relationship that was tricky and, and I'm getting off the topic of your actual conversation and that, but he wanted kids. She didn't want kids. That was going to be a fundamental breakdown anyway, and it wasn't going to work. Period. But eventually she, she felt like, you know, if me and him were to actually be together, I would definitely want to try that with him. She said that in one of her after interviews. So, and that was a conversation her and Walter actually had where they talked about, let's go to see a doctor and see if that's But she also said to him, is not something I'm really interested in. So he still would have been kind of pulling teeth to make that happen. Nobody so the wants question it. becomes, why did he choose her knowing that that's something he really wanted? You know what I'm saying? Like at that point, there has to be responsibly t- responsi- responsibility not, taken on him. I am not here to like justify that part of it because in my mind, I would have already been off it if I was him. So yeah. I think right. you are giving Walter too many passes. Okay. And um, I think that, you know, in one of the, post interviews I saw on YouTube and I, I told you about this, Sabrina had expressed that uh, she found out that Walter and Shiloh had had several phone conversations and talked all the time in a non-romantic way, but they just kept in touch often. And to Sabrina's point, she felt like, well, wow, he's having all these conversations with these uh, with another person, but he doesn't even reach out to me. He doesn't even text me. He doesn't even send me a, how are you doing? And, or anything. He doesn't call me. That was one of the lines that she said as she was exiting the show. Like, oh yeah, we know I'll have to call you because you don't call me. And she had brought that up to him several times throughout the course of the season. So at the point where she's making it very clear to him, hey, you don't even call me or hey, it'd be nice if you texted me or hey, like I don't really hear from you. What kind of excuse is Walter creating in his mind to say, oh, I'm not going to text her because she has a lot going on. She literally just told you what you needed to do and you're still not doing it. This wasn't a surprise. Her saying that at the end of the show wasn't a surprise to anyone because she had said it in multiple episodes prior to that, that she had this connection, but she didn't even really feel like he liked her like that because he, not because she had main character energy, he wasn't even doing the basic things like calling her. She also said in the post interviews that she had several conversations with Tyrone and Tyrone was an early on connection for her that she had considered and they would talk on the phone for hours. So let's not make this excuse that Sabrina's taking care of her ailing parents and she has a child and she doesn't have any time to talk to Walter. Walter was making these excuses for himself. And when a man really, really wants you or wants to be a part of your life, they're going to find a way to do it. They're not going to make excuses. And I feel like that's what he was doing. He was saying, well, you know, I'm really busy and she has a lot going on and all this other stuff. It's like being busy is the number one cop out for everything. It is because when a man wants to do something, he'll find a way and he'll make the time, whether he's busy or not. Walter's not sitting here at Jeff Bezos level. (laughs) <laughs> Jeff Bezos still found time to find a, find a new wife. So it's like, I do feel like excuses are being made and he's making a lot of them. And I thought what was interesting in the reunion is that when they asked Mumin about her connection with Walter, she even said like, yeah, I always felt like I was Walter's number two. I never felt like he was like that into me. I felt like I was the mistress and he was really into Sabrina. And they didn't even really talk like that over the phone. And so for her to even feel like, well, he's not really talking to me like that, even though I know we have a con- connection and Sabrina being his number one and also feeling like, yeah, he's not really talking to me like that. Well, what was he doing? He was skating by off of connections that he had thinking he could do the bare minimum and get the prize in the end. And I feel like a lot of men do that. So that's my answer to that. One quick question I have for you, and this is, this is Tyrone said this. Tyrone said this when he decided Shallow was the one for him. He said, the way that I break these women down as far as my connections go, he said, Zaya could be my girl, Sabrina could be my lady, but Shiloh could be my wife. What does that mean? 
He actually defined what that meant. No, no, no. But what, what did he say? Because I missed that. What does that mean? What does girl, lady, and wife mean? No, he, he actually was very clear about that. He's like, one of them, I could actually see this being something I take serious for long term. Not that she's going to be my wife tomorrow, but I could see a future beyond this by the way she communicates. She holds herself the whole nine. Whereas the other women on the lower on the totem pole for him, they fit into different brackets, whereas it was more so like, okay, maybe I could see us going on a few dates, potentially being my girl, or maybe I can see us being cool and trying to make it work, but it wouldn't have the same feel because maybe we don't share the same values. And that's reality. That's how people, that's not even... I don't even see anything wrong with any of that. No, I'm not saying there was something wrong, but I get what wife means, but I didn't understand the differentiation between girl and lady. If someone's your girl, someone is your lady. And I felt like he was trying to create a three-tier structure on something that's really only two tiers. Oh, well, I'm not, I can't answer that. (laughs) All I'm saying is it really felt like he genuinely was making it very clear. One has the value system that would correlate to a wife, the rest of them. Dateable, but not marriage material. Okay, so for my quick questions or more specific questions, Uh who do you think on the show was on the show for other motivations not being dating or they were the biggest bullshitters? Like who in your mind, if anybody? Do you feel like anyone was on the show with the intention to gain something more from it than just a love interest or they had different motivations besides yes, trying to find everybody. love or they were just appreciating the whole time? Everybody. everybody? Everybody. Why do you say that? I think anybody that goes on the show is on there to extend their um, social reach as a starting point. Love is secondary. Wow. That's interesting. I would say how many how many relationships have sustained from the show that were actually people who made it to the end versus people who just outside of the show found a natural connection. I I don't feel like everybody was there for exterior motives. I mean, okay, you give me give give me an example of somebody you don't feel like was there for an alternative motive. Give me give me give me two who. I feel like Dante and Aisha. Really? Yeah. What does Dante do for a living, Dina? Don't know. This is why you're saying this. But but this is the thing. What does Aisha do for a living? She does hair. She has like a hair, hair. But even her hair on the show wasn't popping like that. So I'm like, oh, she's she really doesn't care about her business. You don't think that this does something for her hair business? I think it does, but I don't think that was her main reason in joining the show. Okay. I don't, I personally don't think that was her main reason for joining the show. And that's because of maybe the way they cut her or edited her or whatever. Other people actually really talked about what they did outside the show multiple times, which it could have been an editing thing, made me think, hmm, okay, you're probably here for this. Zadia had her fitness thing going on. Um, who else had something going on? I don't really, Cornelius was a model. And I, I really do feel like Cornelius was a huge, huge component into wanting to leverage himself from the show. Yeah. I say that because of the way that he acted in post interviews. I, I think, I think Corey is much more interested in leveraging than even Cornelius was. I don't even, oh yeah. Cause Corey has his own business, right? Cornelius yeah, also was like, a, a re, was on multiple reality shows. Oh, he was. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. literally said that in our last episode. I yeah, but I didn't realize that at the. I mean, I didn't. I didn't know that. I've never okay. seen his face. But um, uh, I I really do think Cornelius was on there with the intention of leveraging whatever modeling career he had. I feel like even when he talked about the show. Um, and how it painted him. He's like, oh, I didn't get much camera time and this and this and that. And he would go on and on and on and on and on about things. And he was just like, oh, I thought this was my time to talk. And like, I just feel like he really wants to leverage himself. I feel like as far as bullshitters, I feel like Walter was a bullshitter. I feel like Frank was. I don't feel like Frank was, 
I don't even think Frank knows what he was doing on the show, honestly, and unless it was to leverage his business, but that wasn't something that was highlighted a lot. But that's the thing. When you get on these shows, you can't even predict what they're going to edit and what they're going to keep in. So as much as you may want to promote your business, they can leave all that stuff on the cutting room floor and no one even knows what you do. Um, but Frank was def- definitely a bullshitter to me. Um, Walter was definitely that as well. Both women that you're dealing with don't feel like they're, they're your number one, but you feel like it's so obvious. My guy, you're in your forties. Why is this so new to you? It's, it's just, it's just odd to me. Um, my question about Cornelius, do you think he really wanted Camille? Like, yes, they're in a relationship now, but one of the things that he said, um, when he, when Camille decided to self-eliminate, when she found out that Cornelius had go, got voted off, he didn't look too happy. And I know that could be editing, but one of the things that he said was his biggest regret was that he did not make other connections. What do you think? I think that was more due to the idea of staying on the show longer in general. I don't think that had anything to do with anything else. I do believe um, he genuinely finds her attractive, which is a big starting point for him. I think where she would lose him is if she really did become pushy about sex. That's it. I think he likes her a lot. He feels like she's the kind of woman that he's never been in a relationship with that is that aggressive. And then seeing his ex made me go. You said aggressive? And seeing seeing his ex made me go, oh, it's it's not even, he doesn't date women that look like her typically. She, beauty-wise, is probably better looking than most of the women he probably dates. Not that he can't date somebody that looks the same or better, Mm -hmm. but it's like, that's not what he typically goes for. And I went, this makes sense. I do think that he's attracted to her. Oh, yeah. He said so in other interviews that when he saw her, he was just like, oh, wow, yeah, that's the one right there. But I just felt like his comment when leaving the show was a little bit off-putting to me because it made me feel like, well, if you if you really like this person, what difference does it make that you didn't make other connections? Why does that even matter? And so I just don't feel that once they got off the show he was as into her as maybe he is now and after some time and situations and this and this and that. I just feel like if you are really into someone, you wouldn't have made that comment. I disagree. Like you can... Like why do you care about other connections? One, one, one comment doesn't, doesn't stop the way you feel about somebody else though. Like people say things all the time that are kind of just kind of push it under the bridge, water under the bridge, if you want to be honest, when in relation to relationship. I could say, man, thinking about it, going back, wish I would have dated a little bit longer just to see if it would be different, but I'm really happy with where I netted out. Does that mean I don't like my girl? If you said it like that, different. No, but maybe, does that mean I don't like it, her? And maybe that... because, no, no, I'm not taking away what he feels. I just, I just feel like if he was truly happy with with how things were ending, where he was gonna, he's off the show, she's off the show. Y'all don't even need to be on the show anyway at this point. Y'all could have been kicked off a long time ago and self eliminate a long time ago because there was no point in keeping you around. You know, people had to eliminate people they actually liked and wanted to see if they had a connection with just because y'all were there. So if you're now getting off the show with the relationship that you came for, supposedly, unless you're leveraging your acting career, (laughs) um, like I thought you were, then why would it matter that you wish you made other connections? And to your original point, I feel like he wants to be on the show longer to leverage himself. (laughs) I don't blame that man. Okay, we'll see how far that goes. Um, do you feel like Zadia's behavior was a, was a red flag? There was, um, you know, in the gentle. Okay, wait, you don't even need to tell. Hold on. Let me do this. My girl 
absolutely believes everything she did was a red flag. She was yelling at the top of her lungs, like, get her out of here, right? <laughs> get her out of here. Everything about her is off. And her whole thing to me is the only reason you wouldn't have eliminated her if you was on this show is because you actually think she's attractive. And I'm like, she is an attractive person, but I also don't feel like most of what she did to in relation to a guy, mm-hmm. aside from that last finger in the face deal, was bad. When she got to the finger in the face deal, that's un, you know, that's unfathomable. Like you're out of there on that. But outside of that, I'm like, yeah. She knows what she wants. She communicates pretty directly. She wants to understand how you feel and wants somebody that's going to stand up for her. It's not really that hard with her. I'm like, I don't know. But I will tell the audience, you know, one of the things that Law and I did in uh, just getting more context around the, the, the cast on the show and what they went through is we watched a lot of these interviews on YouTube from this YouTuber, Crystal XO, where she would interview each person as they got eliminated from the show. You told me you saw the one that she had with Frank, right? The interview that she had with Frank. Now, if anyone watches this interview, Frank tells a whole bunch of tea that nobody else was even really talking about in regards to Zadia. And there was an incident where Zadia and... um, Dante had another thing that could have turned into an altercation off camera. And there was another incident where I guess the cast was over at Frank's house during filming. And this was off camera as well. And they're at his rooftop and everyone had been drinking and everything like that. And Sydney comes in later than everyone else. And when she sees Cornelia, she gives him a hug and gives him like a little playful lap dance and then goes about her merry way. At that point, Camille, seeing what Sydney did, walked away. But Zadia and Sydney get into a verbal altercation to the point where Frank said Zadia was chasing Sydney around trying to fight her. So when I was asking, do you think that she's a red flag or is her behavior a red flag? It's with the knowledge that you knew this story of you know, what we saw on camera was not the only altercation or only situation that could have led to an altercation in regards to her. I have no problem with her wanting to, you know. Be aggressive in a physical way? Wanting to knuck if you book. Really? No problem with that. Just don't want to knuck if you book with me. But But see, that's the thing. A lot of guys when it came down to Zadia and what happened with Dante, we're saying to her second choice, because we all know that's what he is, Nayem, if you don't... Nayem, Nayem. Nayem, I'm sick of you. Is N-A-I-I-M, N, N, Nayem? I think it's Nayem. Anyways, he said, oh, she doesn't express that behavior around me. Oh, I don't I don't see that. I don't. It's, it's almost like she was blinded by her aura, that he couldn't even see her as a person who would ever do any of these things. And so what makes you think that a person that has these red flags, if they're doing it to the men that they want to choose and they're doing it to the women that they feel a certain way about, what makes you think that that won't happen in a situation with you eventually? I believe this in my heart of hearts, true, truthfully, because I can only take from what I've seen on the show and a little bit of those conversations that we got to see from our little YouTuber that we both are enjoying. <laughs> um, I do believe she, and by she, I mean Zadia. Zadia has the, the personality of somebody who loves hard, mm-hmm. truthfully. Mm-hmm. And when you deal with somebody that loves hard, you have to know they're going to have triggers. Are you willing to put up with those triggers? Is that something you're willing to like be a part of forever? Or is that something where you're like, "Mm, I can't deal, or this is going to be too much over time. I know that she would be undateable for me because I know I wouldn't want to step on one of those landmines and become something more than that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But do I view her as somebody who, if not for what she did with 
the point of the finger. I wouldn't have cared. Like if you don't like women and you feel like this woman's coming for you and you want to, you know, show her up a little bit, go do you. I wouldn't care. I just hope it doesn't get physical. I hope, but <laughs> I hope. <laughs> okay. Lawrence is like, yeah, take me to the deep end. Just don't fight, even though that's what you do is fight. We don't know that he actually would have fought anybody. You know what I mean? True. True, but we don't know that she wouldn't have either. Okay. I'm not trying to defend that woman, by the way. Okay, okay. Um, One question I had was, you know, with the Shiloh Phil situation, it seems like the majority of that episode where they're talking about something that happened off camera was it just took over the whole episode. It literally took over the whole episode. They had to talk to Tommy together. She had to talk to the women. Phil had to talk to Sydney or vice versa. She had to then go back, talk to Tommy and self-eliminate. The whole episode was about an emotional hurting event that took place off camera, right? And they normally, what they said was they normally don't even focus on things that happen off camera because we, we haven't seen it, so we, we can't even get a take on it. Why do you think that they decided to focus so much on something that we couldn't actually physically see happen in a space where it happened in an emotional way, as opposed to everything that happened with Zadia and Dante, which happened on camera, was a physical event, and we could actually see it transpire. So you want my answer? This is really... Yeah! What? Okay. Think about, from a viewership perspective, what the producers know they can get out of setting a meeting up with Tommy and Shiloh and Phil. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't record what was happening, by putting all three of them together, Tommy can play psychologist role, which he is not. That is not his actual job. And the two of them can re-explain what actually took place to give you color context around it. And then the viewers can come into the situation versus being way completely outside of the situation and not knowing why one of them split for the other, mm-hmm. which does two things. It contextualizes and it also gives you a reason to bring them on screen with tension, which then gives you more ratings. Right. And once you continue to pull that situation out and you unpack all these layers, it could be something that cast itself to the other characters and because they're going to need to know what happened. They're going to need to put their own two cents on it. And how can we bring them into the fold as well to have a, a follow-up date between the number one and Phil's list and him and see what she says about it and how she handles it. All that does is create more tension, more effect, and all they want to do is give you a little color around it and it creates better TV. And it did that. And it created more conversation, which is just as important to anything else. None of these shows last if they're unable to create conversation. The fact that we're almost having an additional hour conversation on top of the hour we already had on it tells you they did a good job with creating TV. That's it. Right. I mean, I I understand possibly why they did the Shiloh Phil thing, but why didn't they do the same thing with, with something we actually saw? which was actually a, a physical sense of an assault, if we want to call it that. Why, why did they not do a sit down with Tommy? Why did they not have all these conversations around the things that, that Zadia did as if it wasn't a big deal? Because as a viewer, you know, and this is something that Frank brought up in his Crystal XO interview. And I, I was like, you know what? Frank has said, has said a whole bunch of BS to me in this whole hour and a half co- interview. But this was one thing that he pointed out where I was like, you know what? That's a very interesting point. It's an interesting point that we have this this woman-owned, no pun intended, network focusing on the emotional hurt of a woman as opposed to the effects of how a man feels when a woman disrespects him in a physical way. And I feel like, you know, everyone wants to throw the story like, oh, if it was the other way around, if Dante had done that to Zadia, what kind of conversation would have been? But that's a real thing. But that didn't happen. So why aren't we focused on what actually happened, which is a woman encroached on a man's space in his face. 
And that's not being discussed on the same level as Shiloh being emotionally hurt and tarnishing Phil's character. I just feel like that's just so, that is just uh, a little bit lopsided to me. Well, one goes back to the ratings point I made because I think it creates and sparks a lot more ratings to cover off on something that narrative wise, people want to know the information on. On the flip side, if you know your majority of your audience is women in the whole nine, what good does it do to have a show that's talking about being ready to love that turns into something that feels like you're basically painting women as bad people? So the manipulator angle we were even taking, Mm -hmm. that's very red pill of us to be like, oh, that there is a possibility of manipulation. That's not an angle that you would take on an own network. So you're saying that the the show basically took it upon themselves to not put any importance on this Zadia or any extra importance on the Zadia Dante situation because it would paint women in a bad light. Yeah. That's horrible. Wait a second. You don't think the view does that? You don't think uh, the real does that? You don't like this is that's not the same. Yes, it is. No, 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 it's not the same. To me, it's not the same. To me, me a reason why it's not the same. A talk show is a talk show. A reality show where you actually have footage of something going down and then choosing to not focus on it at all. You're just letting it happen and, and go on as as it may. It's like you have the opportunity to actually discuss and dissect and focus on something that seems to be glossed over all the time in society, which is women who take it upon themselves to exert their aggression on a man because they know that they can. And that's what I'm saying is the issue. It's it's the fact that, you know, I'm not team women or men, I'm team, let's talk about the real issues here. And if the real issue is, some women manipulate. If the real issue is some women take advantage of being women and get physically aggressive in an argument, these wrong things, some men bullshit, i.e. Frank and Walter, like they can highlight so many different things from the show that they're leaving for the viewers to highlight on their own. But I think to take these two very different but similar situations and to only choose to highlight the one that was not seen and not really highlight the one that was on the same plane, I think is problematic is what I'm saying. I'm not saying, oh, you're going to make women look bad. It's a, let's take care of that as well. Just understand all I'm saying to you is I don't disagree with the points you're making. I'm saying the bias exists everywhere and it's not going to change anytime soon, which is why something like the red pill community exists on YouTube and other platforms. It's going to be that way. And men get to also create their own ridiculous ass narratives on things now, too. There just has to be some sort of balance is what I'm saying. It's and like, I'm telling you right now, that is the balance. That's how things are being balanced out. It's not, which is imbalance. OK. But it is. It's imbalance. <laughs> I only have one more question. OK. Um. One of the things we like the show, right? We like the show. We like watching the show. We like the drama. But one of the things that you said is very true is that the show called Ready to Love, putting 10 men with 10 women and hoping to find, you know, relationships at the end has not produced that many couples. It's in its now what sixth season. And I can probably think of not including this season, because we don't know how long these couples are going to stay together, right? I can probably only think of two couples from the past seasons. And that's uh, that one season that had uh, Reva and that the other guy, I think they were in Houston or Atlanta, I forgot. They're still together. And we have Rashid and Simone together, which I think is a great thing because their whole season... Um, and what was it? That was in Houston, right? Their whole season in Houston, Simone got kicked off before her and Rashid could really form like a relationship. So the fact that they're together now and they're doing YouTube videos and they seem like they're really, really happy is great. 
we can go into the whole Liz and Jason situation, but we saw how that ended. You know, Liz being celibate until marriage, Jason saying that he's fine being on that celibate journey with her and then ending up cheating on her and having a baby on her with somebody else random. Like that was a perfect couple that no one saw ending in the way that they did. Do you think that because this show basically highlights how much people are not ready to love and we're not ending up with these couples the way that we we think that they should, does there need to be something at stake? At the end? There's, does there need to be something that people win at the end? Or do you feel like that will convolute the show a little bit more than it already is? Because I feel like there's nothing, there's no basis to getting to the end at this point. Even if you found your love and you got off the show, it's like you can date that person off the show. The only thing that I think that, no, my answer to your question is no. But I think uh, uh, something that I've thought about more in relation to the question that you just asked is what would really help to create the proper environment for a sustainable relationship, to seek a sustainable relationship? What are the things that people should be looking at and doing things differently? I think what I've seen on multiple episodes and I've, I mean, multiple seasons, going back to even season one, what women don't realize that they're doing in the upfront is judging men the way women are being judged by men. So women are judging the guys the way that guys would judge women. And I'm like, this is not going to work for you guys. And it happens every season. The guys who are the most attractive and the most outgoing always are the ones that end up in the tops every time. And they have multiple women trying to come at them every time. And I'm like, guys, this is the same problem that you're having in your actual dating life. And they keep highlighting the same thing. And you guys don't realize that it's happening. You can't all go after the same guys. You can't all feel like that's the kind of guy that you need because ultimately, what does that do? And then on the flip side, the guys. Not to say aesthetic doesn't play into it because it does the same way. Guys continually are making, in my opinion, a decision just based on the options they have available. It just turns into a, if you make it to the very end, you're like, oh, well, we made it to the end, so we may as well try. And nine times out of 10, the guy's not really as interested in the girl as mm. she's supposed to be. That's and I'm like, what are you doing? I.e. Frank and Lumi, perfect example. Wasn't into her. Was not into much more, whatsoever. Much more interested in the other woman. Who, Aisha? Oh, Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. It's not close. And Sydney was in another direction. And Sydney went to the guy that she found most attractive. Period. She's like, oh, Frank's more of a friend. And I laughed. I'm like, okay. Okay. I think she made a good choice. I don't know. I don't know if she made a good choice. Frank, Frank doesn't even know how to date, he said. He doesn't even know he's out of practice, according to him. So for someone like Sydney, who really wants to move in a certain direction, I feel like if anything, anything that he would have done in that situation would have jacked up their already existing. They're still family. together, which is cool. cool. Uh, Frank, I mean, not Frank, but um, Phil. Phil and, Sydney. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They're still together. They're still That's together. what I'm saying. I feel like she made the right choice. I don't feel like Frank knows himself well right now to be in a relationship. Here's why I'm going to say, I don't know if she made the right choice. I'm not in between Frank and Phil. I'm, I'm saying I think she should be single. Oh, okay. Well, why is that? I don't think she knows herself yet. She's still somebody that wants to be out there fully finding her purpose. And I feel like one of the things that the show does highlight is that when women are at the, the, the end of their dating cycle, like they don't want to just be dating to date anymore. They really need to be dating guys who have found their purpose, but they also need to have been fully done with, I'm trying to be out here on the go. What I mean by that is my career, I'm trying to go all and do all these things. Mm -hmm. If you're still at that stage of your life, then you're still probably not going to go all in on this relationship the way that you think you are. Mm -hmm. And both of you guys are still on that page. It's fundamentally, it doesn't work. It doesn't. One of you guys has to be the one that's like, I'm comfortable where I'm at. And if I move up anymore, great, but it's not my destination. 
people don't even think that way when they're going on the show. They don't. And not enough questions are being asked either. And all that's clear. And I think what the producers should force on them is go, hey, within these pack of men, which one of these men want kids? Great. Which one of you men are actually comfortable taking care of another man's kids? You would start to like really remove BS from the show if you start doing things that way. Which one of you women actually want a traditional relationship? Raise their hand and you go, okay, within that traditional relationship, are you willing to take a backseat career-wise or do you want more of a modern relationship? Those are real questions. They're not doing any of that shit. Oh, they should change the show to do that. Do that shit. That would make the show even better by a mile. It would make it better, but there would be less train wrecks. Because I think that the part of the reason why they have these train wrecks is because the show is not doing its due diligence to find people who are really actually compatible with each other. The way that they even go about casting is by DMing on Instagram. I can't tell you how many people from the cast were like, oh yeah, the show reached out to me. Like there wasn't that initial interest or maybe there was, but then the show kind of pushed it. And then on top of that, I get it there on a filming schedule, but to film season five and before season five ends, you're already filming season six. You're not even taking into account the missteps of your past season to now change things up a little bit better for the next season. Own's way of taking up for their misstep, misstep is, okay, now with this new DC season that's coming up, we're going to have seven women and seven men. It's going to be quality over quantity. But if they're still chugging along on this express train of, we need to cast really quick, we don't care who knows who, which is also an issue. Why would you put people on the show that already know each other? Because to a certain extent, From what I saw from Courtney's interview afterwards, she already knew Carrington. She's been around Phil. Um, Someone else dated her sister. So it's like your your number has already dwindled by the time you even get to that first connection. And now you're not even choosing from 10, you're choosing from six. And that's a setup for failure because who's to say any one of those six could have been a connection for you amongst all the personality differences and all the other logistics. I just feel like the way that the show goes about things is in a very fast food manner. Turn it out, turn it out, turn it out. They're now in Miami. And I think that the unfortunate part is people like me will probably still watch, but for anyone who gets on the show, it's like the chances of you actually finding a successful uh, relationship, as you can see from, from the past numbers, is going to be slim to none. Because the show doesn't even take care of what they have. People were even saying about the show, they had they had incorrect ages posted up, they had incorrect occupations posted up whenever someone would come up on the screen. It's like, there's no attention to that detail. I think that I agree with everything that you said just now. I think that what would really, really help and possibly slow the show down a little bit is to have a therapist. Tommy is not that, we know. He is a host, he can play host. We need a therapist. We need someone as an unbiased party. Put a ring on it? I love put a ring on it. Have the, the woman who's actually a therapist from put a ring on exactly. it come on the show. Exactly. And have her be there in the first few episodes. Exactly. To really create true structure. I, I totally agree with that. That changes think that changes the entire dynamic. Everything. So now you don't have Tommy trying to navigate a Shiloh triggered situation with Phil. And he has no expertise on even how to do that. You have people leaving the show with PTSD, <laughs> i.e. Frank. Shiloh didn't even show up to the reunion. I'm not saying it's the show's fault. I'm just saying that they need to change something up to make this a little bit more credible of, of a show instead of, unless they want it to be a train wreck. And if that's what they want it to be, then that's, it, it will continue to be that. To a certain degree, you need a little bit of that tension and friction to make a, a show sustainable. So. But I, I almost feel like they're purposely not doing their due diligence just so they can have that. Because once you do that, there's going to be more success rate and it's going to be a little bit more boring. Who wants to watch Cornelius and Camille all season? Nobody. Well, but, that's the, but that's the point of the show. The point is to find somebody. So the last thing I'm going to say on this, and I'll leave it alone, um, I think there's there's another part of 
my idea aside from bringing in a therapist and aside from you know making sure that they have the filter and lens on it of what kind of mate are you truly looking for like mm-hmm. for real doing that work and doing it on the show versus the producers in the background just asking bullshit questions the other part of it is when two people are finding a connection very early on you allow them to do it one of two ways if you guys genuinely feel like you don't need to go on dates with anybody else we're going to take that journey into account. We'll give you five episodes to take that journey. And if by the fifth episode, you guys aren't feeling like it works, then we put you back in the fray with everybody else. And you need to go on X amount of dates in real time to stay on the show. And if nobody's feeling you, you can get voted out, period. But let these people take their journey because then that'll yet again reinforce what they were telling everybody in the beginning. Here is the things that you should know about these people. Here is what we're very clear on about what they're looking for versus not. And if you still want to take that on, go all in. But truly, those people are basing that stuff on their initial attraction. And if they are basing on their initial attraction, good luck on making it work long term. Right, Facts. So, so that that's actually the answer to my question on what if there should be stakes. And that that to me is a perfect stake to have. Because all this self-eliminating, it's like, okay, if that's the case, y'all could have done this a long time ago. The longer you stay in the show, the more you're taking up someone else's spot that's getting kicked off. So if you've already found your connection, yeah, separate those people. They're, at, they're, 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 they're dulling the mix. The only reason Cornelius and Camille even added something to the show with their connection was because of Camille's bad attitude. Otherwise, they added zero value to the show once we determined they were going to stand by each other. They are not interesting TV. That's across the board. (laughs) And and, and I'll I'll just say this. I appreciated what the show gave us uh, the first season. Have less appreciation for the following seasons, but I still love the overall premise. So shout out to Will Packer. Shout out to nephew Tommy. Um, I think they've still tried to make the show as entertaining as they possibly can while still pursuing what it's like to date in your 30s and above. That's it. And just like that. We out. (laughs) Catch us on SoundCloud. Catch us on IG. Catch us on Twitter. Catch us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Play. Buenas noches. Good night.